BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with the amazing Rory Sassoon, love agent and co-founder of Platinum Poire. Very well said, Lindsay. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you and just to talk about everything. So I guess we'll start from the beginning. And so how old are you and where are you from? So I am 46 years young because we never say old. Never. And originally I am from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. You look so much younger than that, just putting it out there. I love you. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And what is your current relationship status? So my current relationship status is married, Mm -hmm. very married, which will be 19 years in June. Cute. But I've definitely been on the other side of the fence, meaning I've been married and divorced really early. Oh. Like married at 22. Oh, wow. That's early. Divorced at 25 Mm -hmm. with a child. And, you know, I met my current husband, we'll get into that whenever you're ready, uh, through introduction. So it was definitely a blind date as blind can be. Mm -hmm. And it was actually my gynecologist who introduced us. No, that's hysterical. So, you know, I was checked out. First, let's start before we get into the first marriage, because I'm very curious. What is, when is your birthday? I am a Sagittarius. Oh, amazing. December 14. Love it. Love it. And your current husband is? He's an Aries. Great match. It is. And your first husband was? Oh, sorry. I call him the starter husband with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a Pisces and you know that oh, water yep. sign wants mm-hmm. to put that fire out. Yep. That's no bueno. Um, I've actually seen a lot of Sag Pisces matches and they always ask me, is this a good match? And I'm like, "Mm, try it. (laughs) (laughs) But they find each other often. I know. So how did you meet your first husband, your starter? Yeah, like my starter. Um, Like everyone else, you Mm -hmm. know, really great group of friends connected with his group of friends. Right. Back in the day, Lindsay, you didn't know me, but I was really into, like some people are really into money. I was really into looks. Mm-hmm. You know, my ex-husband is a very good looking guy, right. still is, but he was like an Andy Garcia lookalike. Right. Talk about well, I think that's fair. Handsome. I mean, you're very good looking. I feel yeah. like it's only fair to feel like the person that you're with is like on your level in a way. Right. Like it's like, I always say like, even to my clients, like, what are you bringing to the table? Right. Like you want this, you know, gorgeous, right. thin, mm. Barbie doll-ish, but obviously who's a CEO? Who's a power woman? Like what the hell are you bringing to the table? So true. I say that to my friends as well. So you met him, you know, early on, you got married and how long were you, were you together? 
actually interesting because we were together for a long time. Mm -hmm. We were together on and off for seven years. Mm -hmm. My parents always said, nice guy, not for you. And I really didn't understand. What do you mean nice guy, not for me? Right. But I did realize when I was married, because I am a big personality and he's not. Right. Um, respectfully. But I said to him at the end of the day, I said, he said, he goes, you know, you're, you're too much. I said, I'm too much, but you're not enough. Mm. That's such a good line. So true. Yeah. You know, anyone who's going to dim your shine, mm-hmm. especially like a man, like he's supposed to empower you, lift you up. For sure. You know, like protect you, provide for you. You know, that's kind of like, that's what women crave these days. Mm. So would you say that a woman who is a lot, like needs a, a man, if, you know, if they're heterosexual, needs a man who is also a lot and no. shouldn't, okay. So that's where, you know, people will say, talk about opposites. Right. I feel like it's okay. Like my current husband and I, it works. He is very much like a back person mm-hmm. where I'm very much a front person. And he loves that. He's like, let her do her thing. She, I love that right. she's shining. I love that she's doing her. That's really what it's supposed to be. If, you know, we always say opposites attract and then they destroy each other. Right. But we're talking about the value system. Mm. You don't want, do you want to be with a carbon copy of yourself? No. It's boring. Yeah, so boring. And you want to be able to learn from someone. I want to, that's why like, you know, I'm a big believer in a little bit of an age difference Mm. is always good. Interesting. That's very interesting because my parents are just like a few months apart. Like, and my partner and I are just a few months apart. How do you find that? Like, have you dated anyone who was like significantly older or not really? I have, but the guys that I dated who were older were surprisingly more immature. Definitely the person. Yeah, it's the person. It's the person. But tell me more about the theory about the age difference. What's the age difference between you and your partner? I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) So we actually have significant age difference between us. We are 21 years apart. Oh, wow. Yes. He's older. He's older. Okay. Well, he's definitely not younger. <laughs> <laughs> and how did, so you met on a setup by your gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Why did she think that you would be a good match? He. He. Oh, he. wow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I feel about male gynecologists. Well, I don't know. I was always like very comfortable. And I think it's yeah. also like for some reason, like just growing up, I'm totally a girl's girl and right. have my best friend since I literally am eight years old. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like a male presence, I guess, maybe that always just made me feel a little bit safer. I know what you mean. Like even in a doctor kind of way. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just like, I always, I'm, it's all, it's me and my sister and my mom and my dad and my family. And so like, there's not a lot of guys, like there's not, I don't have any brothers it's and my dad is amazing. Like he so makes it's, me, all, it's more female energy. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't know. For some reason to me, it's like it's always been. And like, this is such a controversial statement. Like my listeners are going to be like, this is fucked up of you to say. But like, I don't know. I've been kind of creeped out by the idea of having a male gynecologist, but I'm fine with a male doctor. So I want to know something even more weird. Tell me. Like, I'm actually creeped out with a female gynecologist. Really? I don't know. Like, I just always feel like like the guy's supposed to be down there. <laughs> I know what you mean. I you know? know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So that's like. I, I guess it's just like a feeling, but you know, he was someone when I came to him and 
my my son at the time was going to be three and he was wondering like like am i trying to get pregnant like what's happening and i'm like well that would not be really good right now the fact that i'm going through a divorce right long story short he made me tell him the whole story Mm. and i said we're very amicable just not you know something where i want to have more kids with this person right and he totally like understood that and respected it and couple you know he he wanted to set me up with his friends and i was like right now would not be a good time but he was very persistent because a few months later he called me at my home at nine o'clock at night and my mom's like oh dr sandler's on the phone and i'm like a regular pap smear do i have cancer Uh i'd be so scared right and he was like no listen i want to know if you are finished because he had an accent Uh with your divorce and i was like actually i am but why and he's like, because remember that great guy I was telling you about? I want to set you up with him. Is the great guy British too? No, it's mm-hmm. my actual, it's my yeah, husband Yeah, right, now, right. That's, you know? Yeah. And it was just so, he's actually, he was South African. I'm not great with accents, but. Uh, I'm not either. <laughs> South Africa. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he did, he was very persistent. He's like, be home Thursday night at nine o'clock. He's going to call you. And I'm like, wait, wait, I have a million questions. And he's like, what? I was he's like, you know, he lives in Great Neck. He's. In his 40s, at the time I was 20, 26, actually. Right. And he's a businessman. And he's very successful and he has three kids and you have one and he'll have more and you, that's all you need to know. You couldn't Google and there was no, was really you couldn't find stuff out. Right. So like I was, a, like I said, I was very into looks when I was young. Wanted to see what this guy looked like. Right. right? Like what am I getting myself into? And my big thing is actually I'm only 5'3", but I always dated guys that were six feet tall and over. Right. And it was just what I was attracted to. Well, did you ask the gyno friend what, how tall or what he looks so like? So it's the one thing. He said, no, he's very handsome, but I forgot to ask his height because I felt like, okay, let me not be a bitch mm. and like be like, you know, ungrateful. Right. Because this guy's so nice and so sweet. Let me just be like a human being and be like, okay, let me save a little mystery. Right. So my husband shows up, which is now my husband, but my date at the time shows up very well dressed, very polished very handsome but five seven mm. wait but remember i'm five three right i mean you're lucky you're five three because i'm five seven so that would not have worked right so it's so amazing like when we sat down for dinner we were in the restaurant for four hours we were in, in, in cantonori downtown oh my one of my favorite places yeah. and jfk jr actually walked in stop with carolyn Bissett. and right before that i don't know was part of the conversation but my husband, my date, uh, like I keep on saying my husband at the time, date at the time, said, who's like your celebrity crush? I'm like, oh, I'm not into celebrity crushes. Like, whatever. You're like, da- like just JFK Jr. I was like, just JFK Jr. Like, you can just like, we can call it a day. Uh-huh. Like, I would be fine. Like, looks wise, he's just so gorgeous. Right. He, Lindsay, he literally walked in the restaurant Stop. five minutes later. Stop. Crazy. Oh, my God. I know. It was crazy. Did he look as amazing as he he looked more amazing Mm -hmm. but the good sign yes but the good sign the good sign was is that i really forgot all about jfk and just was really into what charles had to say well that's that's when you know that you like someone exactly like there was great chemistry Mm -hmm. from the get-go um i was a little concerned about the age difference but i really didn't feel it but not the height not the height the height Mm -hmm. everything went out the window you know i was like i'm just so attracted to this person listen he's a very masculine type of a guy but at the same time, like really polished right. and very charismatic, but mm-hmm. genuine. What was it like after that? Was it like the rest is history or did you do like, you know, 
slowly dating and not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So I kind of actually did everything I said I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm getting divorced. I'm going to date everyone. I'm going to have, I'm going to be in the Hamptons. I'm going to live it up. Mm-hmm. Bam. Six months later, there was no chance of that. Charles asked me out for the second date at the end of the first. And the rest was history. Mm-hmm. Like we dated for a year before we got engaged because we both had children. Right. So we needed to kind of like see how's this blended family situation going to work out. Right. Before we took that step. And at the time he was what, like 40, 47 and I 47. was 46. And so he had just gone through a divorce as well. He actually, it was good because he was really ready. He was divorced already for like four years mm. and he's like a mom and a dad to his kids. So he was kind of busy. Right. How did you like, how did you make it work with the blended families? I'm always so curious as to like. How was it difficult or was everyone just like happy for you both? You know, and in the beginning, I have to say the difficult part was um, his older son and I are only like 10 years apart. Mm -hmm. It's not really a ton. And his daughter and I are like 12 years apart. Right. Um, And then his little one and I could have been his mother. Like he was was eight years old. So like that wasn't so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think because my husband's children have so much respect for their father that they really just wanted to see him happy. Yeah. You know, and I always feel that, you know what, be the adult. Kids, they're they're the victims. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are going through this hard time. They didn't ask for their parents to break up. Right. So no matter sometimes whatever I took, I didn't take it personally. I really was able to be mature enough to understand that they're kids and they're victims of circumstance. Mm-hmm. But I did everything in my power to make them feel warm and make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And they knew that that was genuine because till today we all have an amazing relationship. That's so sweet. Did you guys end up having your own children? We after do. That? We have two kids together. We have a, uh, a son and a daughter. So cute. So it's like the Brady Bunch. There's a million of you. Yeah, yours, mine, and ours. Uh huh. Exactly. And it's nice because my daughter is 17 years old today, mm-hmm. and my son is 16. Oh, like it's her birthday today? No, meaning oh. meaning, <laughs> meaning after all that, right. like. There's a big age difference between my husband's oldest mm. and, and our oldest together, which right. is good because he's very protective over her. Right. There's no competition. I love I love a nice age difference. It's so important. And when did you decide to go into being a love agent? What was your career, you know, in your 20s? So my career in my 20s was always fashion, fashion, fashion. Like I did I used to work in high-end retail. Um, I did wholesale, always in the, mostly in the luxury market, did fashion show production for a time, um, you know, always involved in, in the fashion world. And when I was about 37, I seeked out a life coach and who actually became my business partner. Mm. This is Dr. Gluck. Correct. Okay, tell me more. When is his birthday? Just curious. So he is a Capricorn. Oh, interesting. He's January 2nd. You guys work well together. Very. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. He always calls me like a grasshopper. Like, because he's, he's also, we have a, we have a, we're 18 years apart. Mm. And, you know, from the day that I walked into his office, it's like, you know, when you feel like you're talking to someone, and it's like, wait a second, where do I know you from? Because it's just so familiar. Yeah, like, of course. It's like that, almost like that past life, dude. Uh huh. I, I very much believe in that stuff. It was just too weird because it was just too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we got to know each other though, like for about eight nine months, 
And I said to him, like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And he helped me identify like my skill set, what my passions are. Mm -hmm. And he's like, people are completely your passion. You can talk to a doorknob. You know how to make people feel good, but you know how to be genuine about it. You're, you love to help people. And, but you know how to, in, in a way where it's not, you know, like people look at millionaire matchmaker, right. you know, Patty mm -hmm. and the way she handles people, it could be a little bit harsh and it's funny. She's literally the opposite of you. She's a Gemini. Right. And it's funny because Gemini's and I don't work. Yeah. You know, like it just, it's, just, it's like, I feel like they are split personalities. Yeah. You know, fully. If you are one. No, <laughs> no, I'm a Libra. Oh, okay. Good. Good balanced actually. Right. I try. I try. I, I don't know. I just feel like I like to build people up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tear anybody down. Right. You can be funny and you can be fun without making someone feel bad. Yeah, of course. I believe in good karma that way. Me too. So at what point did you decide, you know, working with people, maybe I should work with people to get them to find love? So I was telling, you know, um, Dr. Gluck about my story and we had spoken about it. And he also loved the fact that I'm a big, I'm a connector. Mm -hmm. I love connecting people for Me everything. Me too. Me too. Like I enjoy that so much. Mm. And he actually has created over 25 marriages in his career, just personally, like doing what he does because he also does personality profiling. Mm. So he's like, what goes into a personality profile? Just out of curiosity. So we, when, we, when we're profiling, when we're matching people, Lindsay, we match you on the inside before the outside. Like right. I need to know the kind of person that you are who you are as a human being, making sure everything is healthy it's, inside. It's like the voice, like totally. they hear you and then they turn around. Right. <laughs> and it's so funny because at the end of the day, think about it. Like what's going to sustain your relationship? You know what I'm saying? Your, your personalities. Your yeah. personalities. So we want to make sure that your personality would fit with the person's personality that we're going to match you up with. Mm. That on paper, at least it's going to make sense. Right. The chemistry is the chemistry. That's something you're going to tell us. Right. So he had approached me with opening up a service since he knew he had that skill set. And obviously he saw something in me where I would be really someone who's a doer, would run the day to day, be the brand. More of the social exactly. part of it. Mm -hmm. Networker. I also have a great social network mm -hmm. personally. So it really did like mushroom into something that became like you know, a service that really caters to single successful men and women right. who really want a relationship. I mean, they want whether it's marriage or a long-term relationship, whatever, mm -hmm. but something serious. And what goes into this personality profile that's created? Like, is there, you know, is there like Enneagrams and astrology and like signs and things like that? Or is it more like this person eventually wants kids and this person is interested in giving back to charity? Well, I always feel like you have to have more in common than less, mm -hmm. you know, to be to be a partner with someone, especially a life partner. I agree with that. You know, you really do. Like I said, I, I say go back to the same thing with the value system. But what's interesting about Dr. Gluck is that there is every time he is able to look at you and look in someone's eyes and really tell them all about them, which it's amazing because every single time, like he's really never wrong. You know, right. listen, when you're a doctor and you've been doing this for so long. It's second nature to you. Right. And I feel like that's kind of like the science behind the match. Mm -hmm. So he has to talk to someone before creating their personality profile. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm doing a lot of like, you know, in the meeting, I'm doing a lot of the writing. He's doing a lot of the talking. Mm -hmm. And I'm also like listening and learning. Mm -hmm. And what 
and we spoke about this a tiny bit before recording, but what's the price for something like this for finding an amazing match through people who have done this before are super talented and like are only looking at what's best for you and, and your real personality profile? You know, so there's a different price for men than there is for women. Mm-hmm. You know, we charge women $5,000, mm-hmm. you know, and we charge men 20. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that is because people say, well, why do you do that? And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, the man is the one that gets to choose who he wants to date. The man right. is the one asking a woman out on a date. So let's say he wanted to have four dates in a month or five dates in a month. He can. He should pay. And he should be invested in a serious way that this is not just, you're not dating for fun here. You're really dating to make an emotional, financial commitment and investment. Right. Yeah. You said something really, really that resonated with me. And that's so smart, which is that. Like, why would you not spend money on the most important possible life decision when you do on like nutritionists and physical trainers and and other stuff like that? You know, it's interesting also, like a lot of times women would say to me, well, why does like, because we're all so about a brand. Like it's not, it's not a service for everyone. Mm -hmm. You have to be healthy on the inside, healthy on the outside. You have to take care of yourself and love yourself and value yourself to be part of the service, Mm. you know, which is very important. And I also want to stress that, you know, a lot of times women would say to me, but what does a good looking guy need you? Right. Great question. And I would say, why does a good looking guy need me who has it all going on? Because either he just picks the wrong people. Right. Time and time again, he could obviously afford the service. And it's very easy. It's like we are the personal shoppers for your personal life. Right. And he knows that, you know, we have his back. We're not setting him up with someone who can't bring the same thing to the table. That he's bringing. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I have a good friend of mine who, someone who started out actually as a client, and he's like, Roy, I just want to be able to go around, you know, having seminars and telling everyone because he's successfully matched. And I met him, I set him up with the love of his life. He's like, I was exactly that. I was the person who felt like, what do I need this for? But when I saw the way that you work, the clientele that you have, the work and the effort and the energy that you put into each match, I was blown away. Mm -hmm. And I said, I could waste my money, my $20,000 on a vacation to see Bart's with the wrong person. Right. Why wouldn't I put it into the right one? And just so so you know that we do give you an unlimited amount of dates until you're successfully matched. So Mm -hmm. it's not about a year and it's not about 10 dates. It's about really doing the right job for you. Right. Just... In case listeners are curious, so those prices are per year or per month or per no, date? It's, no, it's no, it's absolutely it's until you're successfully matched. Meaning, mm-hmm. it's an unlimited amount of dates for an unlimited amount of time until you say to me, Rory, I am very happy with the person you set me up with. Right, which means you're in a relationship for six months or more. Do you have a success rate, like statistics and things like that? Yes. So, we've been in this business for six and a half years. Mm-hmm. The first year and a half, we couldn't charge what we charge. We needed to prove our concept. Right. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, our price has changed over the years. We started charging people a thousand dollars at the time, you know, and then it escalated. We char- we started with, out with men, obviously charging them more, mm-hmm. but um, we were able to prove our concept. We have today over thirty-seven couples that are surviving and thriving. That's incredible. So, and and that's why like we do a consultation, we go, we do a deep dive into their personalities. We want to make sure that they're not sitting at the table of disappointment either. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic expectations is the, is the killer. Right. 
So you don't factor in zodiac signs and things like that. You know what? It's funny. I always ask that, you know, because I like to know. Some mm-hmm. people don't really care. But I, when I look at matches, I really do. You know, some of my partner doesn't really like get into that. He's more about like the, sci- the yeah, hardcore science. But I do because I think that that it really is important. Well, because if you have the science and they're a good match and they're a good zodiac match, it's Win-win. even better. Exactly. So tell me about your stint on the Real Housewives of New York. What were you doing on there? Um, are you still friendly with some of those women today? Yes, I am actually. It started last season. Okay, which was season 10 mm-hmm. when I was brought in um, as Carol Radswell's friend. And one, no one woman really wanted to be put on the spot. So they created a speed dating event. This way you got to kind of get a feel for how, how their personalities are as far as flirting and dating. And right. I mean, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And which was, you know, and you, you saw the whole Bethany Carroll thing with Brian and the text messages and it was a whole shit show. Mm-hmm. But it definitely made for good entertainment. Definitely. And now let's fast forward this season. You guys are going to see somebody else is brought back because I am working with Ramona on her dating life. Mm. You know, they actually showed her on a date with someone that I set her up with, the poor guy. I mean, unfortunately, like the way they made him look was not the best. Oh, no. I think I might have seen that. Yeah. But I'm going to give Ramona what Ramona thought she wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I'm giving Ramona what she really wants. So let's stay tuned and see what happens. So what's the difference between just using Ramona as an example, what someone thinks they want versus what they actually want? So someone like Ramona, who is already successful, who is doesn't need a man for his money, um, who's really, you know, a guy with not a lot of baggage, um, somebody who is very good looking, worldly, you know, obviously like, you know, financially does well for himself. Sometimes, you know, people think that because it's amazing. She's 62. She looks incredible. Beyond. Right. But sometimes she wants to be with someone who's younger than her. Mm -hmm. And it's almost the old cliche on the flip side. So you want to be with a guy who's 52? You want to be with a guy who has no children? You want to be with a guy who has no baggage? Well, let's see what that looks like. Right. And let's see if you really do have one in common. Mm. You know, as opposed to someone who we set her up with later on in the season who is, you know, a little bit younger than her, nothing crazy. Right. Um, also has children, also is successful. But you know what? With Ramona, it's also about the attraction. Like mm-hmm. she said it. She goes, I'm into hot sex. It is what it is. Mm. She's such a Scorpio. She is. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your your daughter. She's 17. How do you like take the love agent out of it when she's starting to date and like, you know what I mean? And not like kind of guide her into who you think would be best and let her make those decisions and things like that. So it's funny because this actually just happened like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. We were on a trip, you know, during the Passover vacation. And it's a place where in Miami where, you know, all the singles meet. Like nobody's in it for the matzah. They're in it for the matching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was telling me she was talking to a guy and she's like, you know, she's she's 17 and she's very mature in some ways. But like she's a little more and she's into her school and stuff like that. But, you know, she had someone approach her and said to her, um, wow, 
you're a new face. So she says to the guy, she goes, you know, I've really been hearing that line. Like you guys need to get a new line on this trip. She right. goes, I've been hearing this from so many different people. I said, Grace, you didn't say that. She goes, yeah, mom, I just, I'm like you. Like, I, I think just that's a good thing like to say. Is. Yeah. So I, we were, we were, we were laughing about it and I'm happy that I said, you know what? You always, ha- you're right. You always have to do you. That's exactly. your personality. Yeah. Someone's going to embrace that. And then out of all things my daughter says, she ended up, there was a name, I don't even want to say the <laughs> name, but she, they were talking about names and she said, she goes, oh, I hate this name, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, that's my mother's name. She goes, oh, no, I mean, I love that name. No, that's hysterical. <laughs> when is her birthday? She is a Virgo. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> They're perfectionists. My mom's a Virgo, so I get it. And I'm a Virgo rising, so I have some of it you inside are? of me. But what's your sign? Like Libra, but Virgo right, rising. Right. So it's like, it's there's a lot of perfectionists too. So I get that. I get that. But she seems great. Um, so because when you met your now husband, you, you know, you didn't ask about height and he ended up not being as tall as your usual like list. What are some things that you can tell men and women to maybe like not be so strict on when they're looking to meet a partner? Like things that they can overlook because... As you said, like they could go out the window once you meet the right person. You know, it's funny. Like I, like I said to you before, I wasn't the money girl. I, you know, ambition is more important than anything else. You mm-hmm. can have all the money in the world, but if it was handed to you and you have no respect for it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Right. We can always work for it. Mm-hmm. But I was the girl about the looks. I really was. And I have to say, looks fade. They go out the window. It really is a person's personality. It mm-hmm. sounds so super cliche. Well, on both ends, men and women, because it really is about the person. How do they make you feel? You know, Lindsay, you know that we wrote this book. Right. The Art of the Date. Yeah, let's talk about the book. It's actually, it's a very interesting book because it's conversational. So Dr. Gluck and I wrote this book together, which, you know, we have a very different opinion on, you know, on obviously different things like about having sex like too quickly. Like great expectations. Like I always say, ladies, you want a phone call the next morning? You better clear that up from the get-go. Meaning not have sex on the first date. Meaning definitely not on the first date. I say the same thing. I I say not for a while. I agree. Because they have to know your personality. Exactly. And have something to hold on to and want to keep seeing. Like, let me ask you a question. Here you are. You're dating somebody for a little while. Mm -hmm. I know if I'm sleeping with that person because I'm not the town whore and I'm not looking to sleep with everyone and anyone. Right. Like I'm just not. And it's not clean. If, like I always tell people, if you want to be respected, be respectable. Yeah. Right? That's, so, that's a good line. And, I might steal that. And you can have it. <laughs> and I want to say, like, I know I want a phone call from the guy the next day. Right. I expect it. I want it. So if I do want it, then I better make sure I have that conversation before I'm jumping into bed with you. Right. And don't... Like, are you sleeping with everyone else? Like, what? Am I it? Because right. Because if I'm not it... I'm nothing until I'm everything. But that conversation doesn't happen and you can't usually expect it to happen on a first date. Definitely not on a yeah. first date. But let's say here you are and you're dating the person, let's say once a week. Mm-hmm. Let's Okay. And here it is. It's We've been dating once a week and it's been six or seven dates and right. the person's really consistent with you. Right. They're not flaky. They're really into it. You're also emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. I believe you have to have an emotional connection before you can have a physical one. I agree. I agree. And I always say that. And it's like, Along the lines of if you want to be respected, be respectable. If you are going to be upset, if you give 
something up like sex, for example, Mm -hmm. and don't get a phone call, then don't do it. You know, like if you could potentially be hurting your own feelings, then don't do it. Like that's just how it goes. And, and a lot of, a lot of like women especially will write to me and they'll be like, well, I did it. Like I had sex with him on like the first or second date, but like, he's still talking to me. And it's like, but he might be talking to you only because of that. Not only that, but like, okay, he's still talking to you. It doesn't mean, well, you're giving him doesn't mean that he will end up dating you. Right. Right. And then eventually he won't. Or he'll just turn it into a comfortable situation. We talk about, we talk about the friends with benefits. So what is your favorite takeaway from the book that you guys wrote for women and men? You know what? I am, I'm a very big believer in your, your own walking business card on every level. And I always feel like if you're not camera ready, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. And to get dressed when you're going on a date for yourself no matter how the date's going to work out, don't you want to feel beautiful? Don't you know that you're coming to the date, whether it's the new blouse, whether it's the stunning pair of stilettos that you just bought, whatever it is that's making you feel good, own it. Mm. Because trust me, a person's going to feel the confidence. It's going to radiate from within you. Yeah, it's funny because I always felt like the dates that I tried so hard to look good, maybe for someone else, didn't go as well as the dates where I just felt comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like just kind of threw on a pair of earrings, like jeans and like a somewhat nice t-shirt as opposed to the heels and the go- like the nice going out top and all that stuff. And I just felt like they could tell that I was more comfortable in my own skin. And that doesn't mean, I mean, some women are more comfortable dressed up, mm-hmm. you know, but you for me, you. exactly. And that comes across so easily, I feel like. I'm loving this chapter on do's and don'ts for a perfect Mm. first date page 91 what is something that you and dr gluck disagree on when it comes to dating okay (laughs) so this is something where i find it to be a little bit complicated meaning i think that i'm into because it's important to me like i'm jewish Mm -hmm. so i'm very into marrying within my own religion Right. Because I feel that children-wise, especially I'm going to bring up children, I want to raise them within the same religion. That's important to me. You know, I, I'm... Even if your partner was willing to do that and wasn't Jewish? For me, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, Dr. Gluck is like, what do you mean? You can expose your kids to different cultures. You know, it, you know, why not? I'm like, okay, but I think marriage is hard enough. And I even saw my parents who are both Jewish, but right. come from different cultures. Okay, where it did get complicated and there was arguments over certain customs and certain things. Mm. So that's something that him and I totally disagree on. What were the two different cultures that your parents came from? So they're both Jewish Mm -hmm. and my mom is more Ashkenazi Jewish, Eastern European. Right. And my dad is more Mediterranean Sephardic backgrounds. Right. I can see because you have nice olive skin. Thank you. (laughs) So that definitely, even though they're both, like I said, you know, both the same religion different cultures definitely brought not everyone but I think like I always say marriage is hard enough Mm. sometimes it just becomes so complicated for sure for sure but I don't know for some reason I kind of agree with Dr. Gluck there because I feel like now like today in today's society Mm -hmm. I think I think like there was a time where it was too difficult Mm -hmm. for two different cultures and 
But for example, I have a friend who's engaged. She's getting married soon. And she is Muslim and Mm -hmm. he's Jewish. Mm -hmm. And everyone, you know, is like shocked by it all. And but they've been together for seven years. They're a very strong couple. Actually, they asked a rabbi because they're doing a Muslim wedding and a Jewish wedding. They're doing like two, two nights. They asked a rabbi, I think at like Central Synagogue or something, if Mm -hmm. they would like marry them. Mm -hmm. And this female rabbi, she said no, because she's Muslim marrying a Jew, which is really intense. But I guess it's, it's like that, you know? But I think that at the end of the day, like as long as one person isn't like pushing if you're going to raise your kids to be two different, you know, let's say religions or like embrace two different cultures, as long as one person isn't pushing the other one onto, or as long as one person like doesn't care and is like willing to give up theirs for you. But you know what? That always becomes a problem. So for example, Mm. like I know I send my children to private school. Right. And it's a private Jewish school. Mm. Now let's say my husband wasn't Jewish and that would not be a point to him. Where for me that was uh, that was non non negotiable. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm a little more modern orthodox. Right. So for me, Shabbat and all that, keeping kosher to a certain level, for sure, is important. That I do understand. If you're, if you embrace your religion a lot, mm-hmm. then it it's a non negotiable. If exactly. you're someone who's like very lax about religion, so he is, and it's more of. Right. Oh, your husband. No, is. my my business partner. I see. I see. Yeah, exactly. And and it's more of like just what it means to you is just the families getting together, which is kind of like where I come from as well. Then then you're like, OK, well, you wouldn't want to have some amazing person in your life and not like and get rid of them because of something like that. That could be looked at as superficial if you're not like unorthodox. Right. And like another thing that we disagree about and as a woman, I'm a very big believer that the way the person is being pursued on either end sets Mm. the tone for their relationship. So like, let's say you were as a woman, like, why do I want to be aggressive? I don't want to be that. Yeah. I want to be the woman. I really feel that the man should protect and provide. Mm -hmm. He should be a man. Because I always find that when women run after a man, it's never good. And even down the line, I'm a very big believer. I do tell my daughter this advice that a man should love a woman a little just bit more. a little of course. bit Oh, it's the more. best advice in the world. Just a little bit it's the more. best advice in the world. I was just, I just came from a lunch with a friend where we were talking about this and, you know, she asked me, what was it like on, on the first date with your boyfriend? Like, were you like head over heels? And I was like, I really liked him, but like, no, like, I feel like that would have been dangerous. I was like, I asked her, you know, what about you? And she was like, well, it was, it was not a hard no. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, that's how it should be. You know, like you should go on a first date with a guy and for you, it should be not a hard no. And for him, it should be, oh my God, this is the person, Right. you know? Exactly. Because then, as you said, it sets the tone for your relationship and like he, if it's, you know, if it's a man and woman, like he'll always be trying to get you in, right. in one way or another, you which know, is important. Yeah. And always, there's always like, you know, we were talking about this earlier today, even though I'm married for 19 years, like I always feel there should always be a flirtatious banter. Mm, of course. Okay. Of course. It's always so much fun when mm-hmm. it's like that. Yeah. So I'll tease my husband out of the blue and mm-hmm. text him something like hilarious and crazy and be like, he'll be like, what? 
like in the middle, like he could be in California right. and, and laugh about it. But you need to do that. I so agree. It spices up your love life, your sex life. You need to be open-minded yep. and non-judgmental. Yeah. Like, what, do we want to feel judged by our partner? Never. So whatever the fantasy, that's where cheating comes into play. Right. Because if you feel like you can't be yourself or he's going to think or she's going to think I'm crazy or the judgment comes in, listen, you know also, Lindsay, when a man is checked out right. emotionally, you know he's checked out physically too. Oh, of course. Of course. It's I love that point about like being able to still joke because I, someone I dated in the past, I would I remember I would get so annoyed because... Our, our texting was so boring to me. I was like, it's so boring. And I even, I would say to him, I was like, you know, I feel like like something's wrong because it, it's so boring when we text. And he would just be like, that's normal. Like we have nothing, you know, like there's nothing we need to text about that's like so interesting. Like you can talk about your about that stuff with your friends. You can joke with your friends. No. And no. And now like my, you know, my current partner, like we're always, we're always joking like all day, well, you know, sense of humor is so sexy. So sexy. Um, so sadly we only have room for one more question, but it's, it's one that I'm really excited to hear your answer on. And that's what is a piece of advice or like one quote that you kind of live by when it comes to either dating or just like life in general that you can share with our listeners? My quote is you have to love yourself first before you can really love anyone else. And even though it's so cliche, it's so true. When mm. you feel good about yourself and you're happy with the place that you're in, you really are ready to add the gravy to your life, which should be that partner because you're so happy and content where you've arrived in life right. at this point that you're ready to move on to the next phase and I feel like it's just people feel they love the confidence confidence is key mm -hmm. and if you're with someone who doesn't make you feel good about yourself and doesn't make you feel confident listen move on to the next they're right. just clearly not for you I couldn't agree more thank you so much Rory thank you where can so fun. everyone find you read your book and follow you and all that good stuff. The name of the book is The Art of the Date. They can find that on Amazon.com. My social media is uh, Rory Sassoon, R-O-R-I-S-A-S-S-O-N. And my company is Platinum, P-L-A-T-I-N-U-M, P-O-I-R-E.com. And they could sign up on the website? Well, they can definitely send me an email through the website. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Rory. And Thank you. hope everyone enjoyed the episode. If you did, write us a review on the We Met at Acme page on the podcast app. Follow us on Instagram at We Met at Acme and follow along to hear about our upcoming shows. Thanks again, Rory. Thank you.